Well, hello and welcome to the Imago Nutrition Podcast. I'm Danielle Glesney, um, your host today, and we have this podcast to answer your questions and give practical nutrition strategies to help you and your family flourish. So what we're going to talk about today, uh, my goal for this podcast is to motivate and encourage you. So um, in meal planning and grocery shopping and preparing meals for the whole family, we definitely need motivation and encouragement. So if you have a question that you would like to be featured on a podcast, go to Imago, I-M-A-G-O, nutrition.com slash podcast. <clears throat> That's again, Imago, I-M-A-G-O, nutrition.com slash podcast and submit your question and we'd be happy to feature it on one of our episodes um, to yeah answer your questions. So this podcast could be a sequel to um, a podcast I recorded earlier called Should I Prioritize Cooking? If so, where do I start? Um, So if you want to go back and listen to that, I really encourage you to do so. Um, It doesn't have to be in a certain order. Um, They just, these two episodes um, will go together. They'll both give you encouragement and motivation and some practical strategies. Um, so again, that episode is called, should I prioritize cooking? If so, where do I start? Um, so before we dive in, um, to give you some motivation, encouragement in cooking, I just wanted to remind everyone what the research shows are the benefits of family meals. So, When we think of family meals, it does mean sitting together at a table um, and connecting, you know, so the connection part of the mealtime is one thing that gives majority of the benefits I'm about to list. Um, But the benefits for family meals um, proven by research is better health for the whole family, decreased depression, decreased substance abuse decreased eating disorders, decreased teen pregnancies, improved self-esteem, and improved academic performance. So um, that is quite a powerful list. Um, The first one, better health for the whole family, is talking about, you know, the physical health. And then the other parts are uh, talking about the emotional health or the benefit mentally um, to connecting as a family around the table. So it kind of leads into the two benefits or functions, I should say, the two functions of food. Obviously, food provides nutrition, um, nutrients that our bodies need to grow and flourish, but food also provides connection. Um, So our culture still does a great job of that, connecting around meals or celebrations. Um, And we talked a little bit about this in our podcast, God's Design for Food. But the connection at family meals, um, as you saw, have a lot of proven emotional health advantages. So preparing food for the family is a way of communicating that you care and love those you are serving. And it is a way of passing your family's history and traditions. Um, I still remember the meals that my mom prepared. Um, And cooking and eating as a family is a shared experience and activity. Um, So you know, we don't have to go 
um, out anywhere, we can do an activity together um, that has per- profound impact on our physical and mental health. So I'm sure many of you already knew all of that. Um, so we're going to take a, a peek into um, a different lens today. And just the more perspectives we have, the more we can learn. So if we think about the flip side, I'm not trying to be dramatic here, but the flip side of cooking meals is relying on processed foods. I know it doesn't, it's not one or the other. Ideally, I always preach to me in the middle. So um, again, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but we're going to talk about processed foods today. Um, so the average American diet has consists of 70% processed food. So if you were to lay out on the kitchen counter, everything that you ate yesterday, just everything you could possibly think of that you ate yesterday, how much of it came from a box or a package? And yes, we'll go into that because there are lots of foods that come from a box or a package. Does that mean they're all processed? Um, so let's, let's talk about that for a minute too. Um, but um, we eat some, uh, sorry, I talked about, I don't like to talk about processed foods a lot because we, we all have to eat some of them sometimes. Um, and I also don't like to create worry and unrealistic expectations. So let's briefly look at processed food for a minute and then circle back to some realistic goals and tips in feeding your family. Okay. So start with the basics here. So food manufacturers goal is what to sell food. So in order to sell food, that food needs to taste good and stay good. So it doesn't spoil too quickly um, for the most amount of profit. So food manufacturers may start with a cheap raw ingredient such as corn or wheat. And then alone, those raw ingredients, corn or wheat, have nutrients, right? But to prevent mold or other pests, they they sometimes strip the nutrients of those ingredients. That raw ingredient they started with, sometimes they strip the nutrients so that it can become more shelf-stable. So that's sometimes, again, sometimes the first step in maximizing shelf life. And then for it to taste good, they add fat, sugar, and salt because these nutrients give flavor. Um, sometimes they add nutrients back in so that marketing strategies can prove there is a nutritional benefit to the food that they are selling. So that's kind of just a very scratch the surface, um, brief (laughs) look into food manufacturing. Um, there is absolutely a spectrum when it comes to processed foods and unprocessed foods. There's no black and white here. This is, um, There's definitely a spectrum from minimally or unprocessed foods to highly processed foods. And one way to determine where your food falls is the number of ingredients um, listed. So foods with a package that has one or even, I'm going to say a few, not a specific number, um, but just a few ingredients are minimally or unprocessed foods. Um, and then packages with lines and lines of ingredients are those with, that are highly processed. So one thing, um, that we've talked about before is the front of packages are very deceiving. So they lead you to believe that someone did the exact work you would have done at home 
but now you can just buy this product and your work is already done for you. So that is what the front of the labels do. And I, I'll tell you the truth. This happened to me last night, this brand of fruit popsicles that I bought. I thought the list had different fruits listed and juices that were going to make up that fruit popsicle. Because if I was to make a fruit popsicle, I would have more than one fruit. Um, then I got a little closer look and there were some sugar substitutes added. So why in the world did they have to add a sugar substitute? Fruit is already sweet. So I was very frustrated. Um, and so, you know, that's just one small example. So the problem with processed food is they provide too much fat, sugar, salt, or ingredients our bodies do not need. Um, so the sugar, fat, salt leave our taste buds wanting more. Those are highly um, addicting or appetizing. And so we just want more and more and more. Um, so we can, you know, not be listening to our body and stop, um, because it tastes so good. And because processed foods are also lower in nutrients, um, that we do need such as protein and fiber, we aren't satisfied. So those protein and fiber foods are the ones that help us feel satisfied. And those processed foods don't provide that. So that's another reason we want more and more. Um, and then, of course, when we eat a lot of processed foods, we're not necessarily getting the nutrients that we do need, and that can lead to a host of other health consequences. So here is the goal for our, for our podcast today and for you just to think about, um, and again, I'm not trying to be dramatic here, is we just don't want to outsource the job of feeding our family to food manufacturers. So um, you know, again, we all have to eat some processed foods, but how much, how many snack foods are you buying that are processed versus, you know, a whole apple or banana or carrots are you offering to your kids? So, um, just looking at snack foods could be just one part of where you start, or maybe you start with you know, family meals, just dinner, start looking at dinner as how many of those foods that you're eating at dinner are something that you made from scratch versus just opened a package and warmed it up. So we just really don't want to outsource the job of feeding our family because food manufacturers, they do not care about the health of our, of our family. So, um, again, I'm really not trying to be dramatic. They're not trying to kill us. I, I hate, um, all those things on either social media or the internet that says these are the worst foods you can possibly eat. Um, that's again, why I don't talk about this because it just a lot typically in, uh, involves fear and I'm not trying to cause fear um, at all. All I'm trying to do is help us to take a realistic look um, at how many of our foods are processed versus how many of our foods are we making from scratch to feed our family? So we live in a time and a place where we want speed, same day delivery, anything you need is just a click away, you know? So it's, it's just really hard um, to, yeah, not have the work done for you. So I think, you know, one example of getting the work done for you would be like um, buying a bag of cut broccoli, right? They did that work the bag, the ingredients still says just broccoli. 
So that is a way to save time in the kitchen, but you're not buying a processed food. Okay. Um, so the first practical takeaway is just to slow down. Okay. So you can have speed for buying clothes or learning new information that you're curious, but let's take out the need for speed in feeding our family. Yes. Over time, the more you cook, the faster you'll be. Okay. So it's not going to say that every time you prepare a family meal, you need to spend four hours in the kitchen. Absolutely not. Um, you will get faster at it the more you practice, but what can you take off your calendar that would allow you to prioritize cooking? Um, so think about that. That would be my first takeaway is how can we slow down and prioritize cooking? The second would be um, make as many things as you can homemade without going crazy. Okay. So meet in the middle um, In feeding your family. You can't always make homemade granola bars and homemade salad dressing and homemade yogurt and homemade bread. You know, that, that would be overwhelming. Um, so how many things though, can you make from scratch? from scratch and enjoy doing that. And again, you know, there's times where, you know, holidays, for example, our schedules get a little busier, but how can we control our schedules? Tip number one, where we can still prioritize cooking. Um, and how many things can we make homemade without going crazy? So that would be tip number two. And then tip number three would be read the ingredient list and choose foods with the lowest number of ingredients. So do not look at the front of the package at all. <laughs> um, that is just trying to, to get you to buy it. So turn it over and look at the back and how many ingredients are listed. So try to find those that have very few ingredients listed. Number four would be don't strive for perfection. Okay. So anything you cook at home is going to be better than the processed alternatives. So, um, try as best you can to cook as many, not every single meal, but as many meals as you can at home. And again, um, we have to have some processed foods on occasions, but how can we minimize it? So don't strive for perfection here, um, is tip number four. And the last one I have for you is just to figure out your pantry staples to make cooking easier. So for example, mine are olive oil, garlic, and onions. So I add these three ingredients to almost everything um, for flavor and to minimize planning. So when I use those three ingredients, I didn't have to pull out a recipe. Um, I, I do like to pull out recipes. Um, and I do also like to use different spices and herbs that can bring more flavor. But if you have just a few staples, such as the olive oil, garlic, and onions, you can take, make most things taste pretty good. Um, and don't be afraid of a little salt and pepper. Um, again, even if you're making like some homemade granola bars or homemade salad dressing, it's okay to put a little bit of sugar. Okay. Sugar is not the enemy. It's the uh, large amounts that we find in our sweetened drinks or what have you, or when we're buying all processed foods, then yes, we do need to be worried about the added sugar. So when we cook more at home, we're going to be naturally taking care of those things that most parents are worried about too much added sugar and too much salt and too much fat. 
um, when we cook more at home, that those things will naturally come in, in line to where they need to be. So another thing to think about with our goal of not outsourcing our job of feeding our children, um, you get to decide um, what is going inside of your children's bodies when you cook more from home. So that's your extra motivation and encouragement. Um, I really hope that this is serving as encouragement for you to not um, give fear, but also just to, you know, those that are cooking a lot at home to just keep pressing forward. And the more times you cook again, the more times you use a recipe, you can practically memorize a recipe. It will get faster. Um, but hopefully you found these five tips very helpful. If you feel overwhelmed with feeding your family, or you just like a little consistent support for accountability, our family nutrition remodel program is perfect for you. So this program delivers bite-sized education. So you're not overwhelmed, um, weekly to your email with a specific goal that is related to what you learned in that little bit of education. And then a recipe is included and also just ways to talk about food for healthy relationships with food for the whole family. So that's all included in that family nutrition remodel program. So you can go to our website or um, hopefully I'll get Mark to add in the show notes um, information about this program. Or if maybe picky eating is your biggest barrier to cooking, I would be happy to help with that as well. Um, so reach out to us. Um, we are on your side. We're on your team. And please uh, share this episode with a friend. Leave us a review or subscribe. And you can always follow us at Imago, I-M-A-G-O, Nutrition on all the social media platforms. And thank you for Happy Pill for our theme song, Thinking About Food. Have a great day.